I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster, my tag team partner. That's right, right here on the podcast, the 1A Attack Team Wrestling. He is Arn Anderson. Arn, uh, so glad to see you this week. And we're going to kick off the show on a little bit of a different note because uh, it is obviously has uh, been everywhere. You've commented on it on social media. And uh, I wanted to turn the show over to you to talk a little bit about uh, the passing of Ole. Ole Anderson has uh, passed away this past week. As we record this, it was just yesterday the news broke. And so I wanted to turn it over to you uh, before we kick off the show uh, this week, formally to talk about uh, you know, what we have to talk about here, August 1994, for you to talk a little bit about Ole Anderson and his pa- impact on you and your career. Um, first of all, condolences to his family. Um, we're grieving with you. Anytime we lose one of our family and this business, it happens more often than, than not. Um, some people don't have a vehicle to reach out and say how sorry we are. So I'm glad we have this opportunity to do that. Um, Ole Anderson gave me a rub early in my career, making me an Anderson and his partner and half of the Minnesota Wrecking Crew which launched me to the very seat I'm sitting in right now, 40 years later, 40 plus years later. And uh, it was a gift that, that most guys in our business never get a, a magic wand waved over their career like I did. Just that association, uh, first with Ole and then with the horseman, and we know how that, that went. That was pretty successful deal as well. Um, just want to say that uh, he was a mentor to me without even knowing it. You know, he didn't, after the shows, we'd make a trip or we'd go back to the hotel. He didn't tell me a lot of this was good or this was bad or whatever the deal was. There wasn't a lot of that going on, but I was studying everything he did in the ring. He was a mentor to me without even knowing it. And, uh, I just, from from the psychology of what he did out there, the credibility, the believability uh, that he brought to the business, just I absorbed all that that I possibly could. And some of it is stuck, which I can pass on to Brock. And uh, just want to say that, you know, he was a cantankerous, grumpy son of a bitch. <laughs> 
He really was. But mm-hmm. I've learned a long ago to you know, treat people the way that you want to be treated. And, and Ole was good to me. And that's all I can say. Um, so, again, sincerely uh, to his family and to all the people that love him and to all of his fans, uh, he left his mark in the business. 81 in our business is a long life. So if you take something from that, that's, that's, that's a long life in our, uh, in our business. So God bless Ole. God bless all, all the people that care about him. And, uh, very, very sorry to hear the news. Uh, very well said, Arn. It, uh, it's been something to see all the, the outpouring and the, the comments that have come out through social media about his passing. And it, I think about a couple of weeks ago, Arn, when we had, uh, Gerald Briscoe come on. And Gerald came on to obviously let you know that you were going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame this year. But there were stories of Ole. And uh, one of the that you talked about was you're naming you Arn, right? Coming up with the name Arn. That's Ole, you know? Um, You know, just just the wrestling style you talked about as far as the body part wrestling. Concentrating on the tag team in and out body part Anderson style wrestling. The promo delivery. Uh, and as you sat there and talked about how you really, uh, he mentored you from kind of almost a little bit as you sat back and watched him that kind of that mentor mentee relationship. Uh, it's just kind of so cool to see, but man, I was one of those fans, just like so many that really believed you two were related for so long. You guys just look like brothers. Well, when I walked in the office, that's the first thing he said to me. He went, damn, you do look like me. (laughs) Oh man. So good. Well, Oli rest in peace. And, uh, no, so glad, uh, to have you share those thoughts. I know some folks have already reached out to me, uh, through DM on social media, looking forward to kind of hearing, you know, what Arn has to say, obviously you two will forever be tied at tip the Minnesota wrecking crew and, uh, those early years, the foundational four horsemen. So thank you for sharing that. And, uh, you just never know, Arn, you and I were talking before this, you never know what curveballs or when things are going to happen in life. And uh, to your point earlier, that's why it's so important how we treat each other. And, um, and you know, can't say enough about that comment. Well, more so, you know, in the state of the world. If you yes. watch the news every night and, you know, all you have to do is just see all the tragedies that are happening around the world. And if you don't pay attention and you don't, Grab the ones that are close to you and your family members and your friends. If you don't hug them and tell them you love them twice a day, not once, twice a day, then you may not have another chance, guys. It's uh, the world's changing, and it's it's changing not for the better at this point in time. So uh, take the tragedies and do the best you can to find something positive in your life to kind of wipe that away. We, we you, you so, so well said we see the tweets that are out there tell the ones that you love that you love them make sure you tell them that you love them and uh here's another example of why it's so important that we do arn with that um and your opening thoughts there we're going to transition right into the show and we're going to add a uh do what we do here and and that is uh talk about your career and the ups and downs and the fun and the good times of pro wrestling and and the times that you spent in the business. And you said the 40 plus years 
uh, that you can now sit here and every single week you and I have the privilege and honor of talking about and the guys that you got to work with work with and we're back here doing it again this week last week we had a lot of fun we did that ask Arn almost anything we just had someone who bought your whole book package just meet with you for 10 minutes they had signed up for the package that allowed for a 10 minute meet and greet and you got to talk with Jeff and Jeff said, I love the walk, the walk through your career arm, but I also love those ask on almost anything. And so we had a great time with that last week. And don't worry if we didn't get to your question, I promise you, we have uh, kept that list of questions and next month when we do it. And as, as I, I should say, this comes out uh, the beginning of, of March. We're going to get to that at the end of the March. So don't worry about that. Uh, but let's start with uh, where we are this week. And we're talking about all things August 1994. And during our July show, <laughs> along with the Hogan Flair main event dream match and all the fallout from Bash at the Beach pay-per-view, we discussed the way you, Arn Anderson, did a classic Anderson move, and you turned on a Rhodes. This time you turned on Dustin Rhodes, becoming the old Arn Anderson. You remember that? We talked about becoming that sneaky son of a bitch old Arn Anderson, right? I warned him. <laughs> I warned him. It's you, Terry Punk, and Bunkhouse Buck. You guys broke Dustin's arm. You left him laying. And that's where we're going to pick up this week's story. And immediately following the pay-per-view, Dustin continued his feud with you and the rest of the old stud stable and defeated Bunkhouse Buck with the assistance of a returning American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And uh, on an episode of Saturday night, the match was recorded on July 2nd and didn't air until after the pay-per-view, the Bash at the Beach pay-per-view. Following the match, the dream... Dusty Rhodes makes his return to TV and he cuts one of his signature promos on and it's filled with a lot of emotion. I have the transcript bear with me. I am no Dusty Rhodes arm. You know that, but I'm going to read it. Nor is anybody else, <laughs> but I'm going to read it word for word. Okay. I'm going to try to channel channel Dusty Rhodes here, but this is a classic. So here we go. He says, come here, Dustin. I want everybody to bear with me just for a minute. I want to talk to my son in front of the whole world. When you were born, I'm not even going to try to talk to him. When you were born, when you were a baby, when you were born, I went off to seek my fame and fortune. I neglected you. Then later on, when I became world's heavyweight champion, I neglected you. Then lately, I became this corporate cowboy, if you will, in public with a suit and tie on, and I neglected you. And when it came down to choose a partner, I was off in Hollywood and I neglected you. Let me tell you something, Buckhouse Buck. Let me tell you, Colonel Parker. They all nothing but chicken feeds. That's all they are, brother. Let me tell you something else. Terry Funk is nothing but a low-life watermelon thief, egg-sucking dog. And let me tell you something about that Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson, my son offered up his innocence, and you paid him back in scorn. The hell with you, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson has never been nothing but a walk behind her. And when you walk behind and you're not a leader, then you, the view never changes, baby. The view never changes, baby. The view never changes. This is word for word. Oh, you have the ability, awesome. You it's freaking awesome. The, you have the ability to be the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. There is not a greater athlete at your age in this sport, but I... I want to ask you a favor in front of in front of God and the whole world. 
I know that the Clash of Champions on August the 24th, you put your name on the dotted line. I don't want you to look for another partner. I don't want you to go and find another man. I don't want you to go out and get on your knees and beg another scum-sucking pig to be your partner. I'm asking you if you can carry this old, out of shape, old, bent out, old, spindly-legged man. I want to be your partner. I don't need no handshake. Because up there right now, tonight, there's, there's people with their brothers, their sisters, and their wives. They are blood. The Kennedys were blood. The Earps were blood. And the Rhodeses are blood. I don't need a handshake, Dustin. What I need now from you is just a hug and a kiss to seal the deal, baby. Arn, reading it doesn't do it justice, but the dream is back. What do you think of that, man? There is no one else on earth that could have pulled that promo off Woo. and made me believe. And just you reading through it, I, I'm reliving it in my head. Do you know how many fathers in this business that would have loved to have been in a scenario like that with their son? Oh, and he didn't come out saying he was a kick-ass guy. He humbled himself and said, hey, I'm old. I'm beat up, but if you can carry me, I got your back. And man, that is as real as real gets. He, he started off by saying how he wasn't there for him when he, when he should have been. I it's all it's you. all true. Yeah, told oh, a story, it, Arn. If you sort through that, he just told the truth of what being a top guy in the business entailed. Because there were other top guys that were on the road for every single event in this family's life. That's the, was the nature of the business, but we didn't talk about it. It didn't, you didn't want it to come across like a negative because that was the nature of the business wrestling over 300 days a year. And those days was normal. Guys, for those that didn't grow up in the dusty roads era, I hope you were able to capture an essence of why people say he was one of the greatest of all time. You better find this interview if you want to really consider yourself a true fan and you want to feel good about something, locate this promo and play it. Yeah. yeah. One of our uh, buddies on longtime listener, TJ Stevens, he says, first of all, shame on you for turning on poor Dustin. He trusted you, Arn. Now, when Dusty Rhodes makes his return and you hear that promo that Dusty cut about neglecting young Dustin and begs to be Dustin's partner, what was the reaction backstage to this promo? Did you guys know that this angle was now full of steam and rolling along at this point? Well, those of us that, that knew what we just saw knew that was a once-in-a-life promo. Yeah. You only get to make that promo once because it was at a point in, the, in his career that it was necessary. Nobody else could have came out and said, well, I'll be your partner. Dusty was the only one that worked, and boy, did it. This episode of The Arn Show is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, guys. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed at bluechew.com. Isn't that right, Arn? One thing I found out the hard way is that aging does no jobs. You will not win in the war with aging. But 
prior to this, there was no option on how to fix it. You just had to suffer with it. And I'm gonna go the rest of my life, no sex. But, but Lou Chu said, no, that's probably not the way we're gonna go about this. And we're not gonna charge you $60 a pill. We're gonna make it affordable. We're gonna make it work. And you can take your beat up old body and turn it into a sex machine. Oh, that's right, Arn. Blue Chew is the hot tag you didn't know you need, but you wanted. And my God, now you know you need it. Listen, it's so easy. It's that unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but it's in chewable form and it's simple. Bluechew.com. We love simple things, don't we, Arn? Yeah, man. Don't make it hard. Well, do make it hard. <laughs> I almost said the wrong thing. Yeah. We don't want to make it hard on you to make it hard. No, we want to make it simple to do so to get it hard. And listen, when you head over to bluechew.com, you're going to talk to one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you're going to get a prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. There's no weird, awkward visits to the doctor's office. No strange conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. So let's tell you how to do it. We got a special deal for our listeners. You can try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code ARN to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and safety info. It's bluechew.com promo code ARN, and you will be in heaven, my friends, back in the game with Blue Chew. We want to thank Blue Chew for supporting the Arn Show and make sure you use that promo code Arn. That's right, bluechew.com, promo code Arn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dal uh, Kennedy with a similar question. What did you think of the walk behind her promo as a way of bringing Dusty back into the storyline to help Dustin and feud with Colonel Parker stable? What was the backstage reaction to Dusty being back in public, if you will? That's what his, his words, not mine. And in WCW. Well, I knew what he meant. I think the fans knew what he meant. He meant I walked behind Ric Flair. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was Flair Stooge. I was his hitman. I was his guy that did the dirty work, which, you know what, was a pretty good spot for a lot of years. Wasn't I was going to say, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. But it's a pretty good spot to be in. Uh, and our and our research guy, Andrew, he named this episode August 1994, Arn Anderson, the walk behind her. I mean, you can't. Come on. After that promo, this is this has got to be the month, the name for that. So there you go. I can't well, wait you, to see. And you go have ahead. to add validity that what he said was true. Oh yeah, this I is mean good. That's, that's not the that's not the place to to say oh that's bullshit. Yeah, you just Dusty. go. Well, he's 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 right. Yeah, Dusty uh, hadn't worked a full time schedule in several years at this point, Arn, and he'd only be working in featured spots at this point. 
Was there ever any concern, Dusty, being able to make matches work, et cetera, that you were aware of during this time? I mean, he's got the charisma. The signature charisma didn't go anywhere. Let's face it. You know you're all going to get that bionic elbow in the in, in the forehead circa 1986. Uh, Buckhouse Buck, Terry Funk, myself, Colonel Parker, we knew the deal. That's right. It was just come out of the air to be covered. And that's you, uh, it. I love it. During we knew the month, what time it was. We knew, knew what time it was. You knew that. You knew that green elbow pad was coming right between the eyes. Yeah, and I couldn't wait. So listen, during the month of uh, August and leading up to the clash, you and Dustin worked singles matches on the house show loops, and you lost all the matches by DQ, usually due to the interference of either Ming or Colonel Robert Parker, but a couple things about this, Arn. You guys worked several dates in Texas, including at the Astro Arena with only 800 fans in attendance. You and Dustin worked in the middle of the card that night, going right at eight minutes before Ming and the Colonel uh, interfered. The card also included Steamboat versus Austin, and they went 25 minutes. And in the main event, it's Flair and Sting, and they won 11 minutes. Uh, so interesting though. Uh, just what town was that? This is a, this is in Texas. This is at the Astro Arena. Uh, so I got it's got to be somewhere outside of Houston. Um, eight hundred. But remember the time that we're talking about here, Arn. This is ninety four. Remember WWEF's coming off the steroid trial. WCW still kind of in a state of transition with talent and storyline, and it was known. This time period is known as kind of a down period time. Uh, of the business obviously hogan's just starting we're talking about him coming in and you're going to see a lift there but numbers everywhere still weren't where that we would start to see them as you turn the corner in 96 97 etc still a startup company yeah yeah still on the way uh let's talk about uh working with dustin on these house shows you were so instrumental instrumental we've talked about it before uh in dustin's development even to this day you're one of the first people that he always mentions and he always thanks you Arn, for everything that you did for him that's why it's just so cool to st- when i still see dustin walking that aisle in aew 50 something years old great shape you're one of the first people that when people ask him to reflect back on folks that were mentors or meant a lot to his career. You're one of the first guys, Arn, that he mentioned. And uh, and I think that's so cool to hear from him. Yeah, it is. It means a lot because he's not bullshitting. What, all I did was pass on what his dad did for me. You know, I was, a, I was not a big star in the business when Dusty first started using me with Jim Crockett Promotions and then working with me in single matches. You know, that, that there's a trust level there. Uh, so I wanted to pass that on to Dustin. The main thing after we shot that angle on TV that I wanted Dustin to understand that we're going to set it up where the first time I come through the ropes and you come through the ropes legally, somebody gets their ass whipped and that somebody is me and go to you blow up. Mm. And cause it's not like come in and start running high spots. It's come in and just beat the holy hell out of me. If I roll out, come get me, throw me back in, kick my ass. If I roll out again, I'll let you know when I need to get away. It's almost like Dustin was one of those guys. You didn't necessarily have to have this deep personal issue with it. You just guys had such good chemistry. When you get in the ring, people are going to sit down and pay attention. 
I think so. And we had a pretty stout angle. I mean, we built that oh, yeah. thing and I just, you know, I just stabbed him in the back twice, not Turn once, on. but twice. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the professor drew Landry says, uh, of all the wrestlers you worked with, where does Dustin rank among your favorite performers? Is he a taller version of Kurt Henning? Hmm. I wouldn't consider, I wouldn't Kurt, Kurt Henning was unique and special in his own right and different from everybody else. I wouldn't put him. It's hard to compare him and Dustin. Dustin was like a, an old school throwback, uh, but he was tall and he moved around that ring really well. Uh, he was strong enough to bounce you around if he needed to. I mean, he just, he didn't have a weightlifter body, but he was like Barry Windham. He was strong enough that if he needed Bingo. to suplex you, yeah. he could suplex you. If he needed to stand you straight up, vertical suplex, he was strong enough to do that. Uh, yeah, I've heard you mention Barry before with him. So, you know, just, just their style of constantly coming, constantly on the move. You know, him and Barry are, you know, similar in their styles. Similar style, similar height, and uh, yep. similar moveset, for sure. When you think about the lariat, the clothesline, just how they look, their presentation at that point in their careers, very similar. Yep. And I'm sure that was by design, Dustin. I'm sure if you're going to uh, emulate somebody, Barry Winter was a pretty good guy to emulate. Well, Aaron, listen, there's a few new arrivals in the month of August as well, because you got Hulk Hogan there and his influence is in full effect. And within 30 days of his debut, Brutus, the barber beefcake makes his debut. No shock there for WCW uh, with announcers calling him brother Brutai. This is the first of many wrestlers that will join the company now with Hogan being the top act. Uh, you've been with WCW almost from the beginning though, Arn, from the ups and downs. Did you have any issue with Hogan's guys? starting to jump in and, and be in larger roles on TV. And what do you think about that? You in the locker room? I think he was getting his so support system in place. Because mm -hmm. you got to remember, he walked into a company of guys that he had not been in the same company with. A lot of guys, I mean, Sting, Luger, the Steiners, you know, those guys. You know, there was a lot of guys, Brian Simmons. Then he had, you know, you walk into a foreign locker room and bringing his guys in, you know, he had a crew of guys that he trusted that he could surround himself around and coming off of his immediate impact that he had off of that first big show, um, they were going to go with whatever he wanted at that time. Buddy, there's another guy that joined that, you know, very well, Barry Darso. He joins the company, worked as, you know, him as Crusher Khrushchev, Demolition Smash, the Repo Man. That was your all-time favorite, wasn't it? The Repo Man. Yeah, I hated it about as much as he did. <laughs> this time, he's the blacktop bully. I mean, you talk about gimmicks. This guy has, has had quite a few over the years. And uh, he was featured watching the matches until he became unruly, and then security would eject him from the event. And uh, we're going to discuss this on upcoming shows. Darso will feud with Dustin after you two conclude your program at Halloween Havoc. But for now, how excited are you that your buddy, Barry Darso, is back in WCW? You've said before, excellent talent, but he's also a lifelong friend. Yeah, it was great. I love Barry. Barry and I are still friends. Um, good friends. And Teresa, his wife, and Aaron are best friends, I would say. Uh, so that was, that was 
a great accomplishment getting him in there. And uh, as far as I was concerned, it just gave me another guy to shoot the shit with in the locker room, travel with occasionally, and good deal. You talked about Repo Man. We talked about we mentioned Blacktop Bully. Was he a guy that behind the scenes? Hey, you can call me what you want. I'm just here. I'm glad I have a contract and thankful to be wrestling. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Tom Thomas Danucci says well, he's a longtime listener, supporter of the show. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, he says Barry Darso says that Tully Blanchard's chair shot in the Brainbusters title victory over Demolition really really screwed his neck and head up. Does Arn have any insights or thoughts on this, or any other situations where wrestlers suffer a long-lasting injury due to the stiffness or sloppiness from their opponent? And uh, do guys typically hold a grudge, or do they just let it go? So, do you remember this when he took that? And that kind of bothered him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, in those days, you didn't complain about it. Then you just got through the night and got out of there. You you didn't hear guys screaming potato too much. It was just it was like a macho thing. You just sure because normally you would get back to your hotel, I sit down, do whatever, eat your anti-inflammatories, and do what you could do. And if it was better the next day, you just run. Oh, okay. I just got my bell rung. Let it go. Move on. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess it had a lot more impact long term than any of us knew until he started talking about it. Mm. It was pretty good chair shot. It, it probably still affects him to this day, Arn, if it bothered him that much back then. Come on. Yeah. Very, very well could, you know, because yeah. there's, it's like we all have these injuries. That, Nagging that, injuries. Yes. And they don't pop up. You know, my back, low back, I never had a lot of issues with my low back because my neck controlled the main part of the attention my body gave, you know, was my neck. That was the issue for so long. I didn't even know I had a bad back until I got my neck fixed. And then I went, okay, well this wrist don't feel exactly good. Yeah. And my low back is giving me fits. I, I wake up some days. I'm like, what happened to my shoulder? And I didn't even wrestle. I mean, so I can't imagine what you guys must deal with waking up every day, finding something else new that hurts. Well, you can sleep on your shoulder wrong and wake up and be screwed up. I know. Let alone somebody has been in the business for 30 years. Yeah. Shit. It's, 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 uh, it's a rough way. It's a tough way to make a living. It really is. And you got to love it and you got to do all the necessary things you can to at least ensure some type of career. You got to go to chiropractor. You got to get massage. You got to use heat. You got to use stem. You got to use, you know, ice, all those things just to put yourself back together from day to day. It's a process. Guys, this is a guy who's 65 years old, never threw a drop kick, never did a plancha from 16 feet high in the air through a table either, and still feels this way. Come on. There you go. Just just a warning. Matt S., great question from Matt S. Bill Eady was still working for the independents at this time. With Barry Darso coming in, how does Arn think a reunited demolition albeit a new name, would have fit in WCW in 94? Uh, I think maybe Demolition had ran its course. Okay. It would have been hard to put it back together unless you could have just made them Demolition. Yeah. 
you know, wrestling fans in those days, when you would come back, you just left one company named Brutus yeah, they the Barber. See through that stuff. Brutus the Barber Beefcake with the big yeah. cheers to just Brother Bruda. Right. I mean, fans, well, they didn't understand that it was a legal thing. You couldn't take a gimmick from there and bring it here and use the same promotion. Most fans yeah, didn't realize that. Name, dude, unless you can own the demolition name, then don't do it. Yeah, and I think that was pretty yeah. much yeah. the consensus. Simon C. with a great question for us to Monday morning quarterback. With your great friend Barry Darso returning in the enforcer's opinion, which is the best gimmick that Barry had? Oh, demolition for sure. Okay. I'll say a close runner up for me as a fan because I was old enough to remember Crusher Khrushchev with the Russians. I loved. Yeah, he was good too. And that was. Back- I really thought he was Russian. I mean, I guess he did talk. He was the only one that had the English. He didn't talk Russian, but he certainly looked the part. Yeah. And Barry was 300 plus pounds and an excellent worker. And when they brought Nikita in, Barry stepped oh. aside and yeah. took a lot of bumps along with Ivan so they could feature Nikita. So you got to look at what purpose he served in that three man group. And he sacrificed part of his career getting bounced around because somebody got to go down out of the bad guys. Ivan could only do so much. And, uh, you know, he's very unselfish. Guys, if you didn't watch, again, that era of wrestling, the Russians were badasses, okay? Yes. they You re- literally thought they were from Russia. They hated our country. They were, but with Nikita yelling and screaming and Ivan talking, you know, in charge, you might as well thought they came straight from the Gremlin. I mean, that they were just straight straight here from Russia. And, and, and so that whole gimmick was real. They ripped apart the Rock and Roll Express. They got into it with the road warriors. Like that, it was real to me. Damn it. I mean, they were, that was good shit. What they did. <laughs> oh, so you good. may, you may have issues. Have you ever? I, I, there's no doubt. I have issues. Arm. That just kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, well, you it's know, real to me. Damn it. It's real to me. Uh, there, there's a guy who went viral. He's a popular wrestling fan. I didn't know that. Oh, see, yeah. See, he's I'm, in t- I'm in touch. Yeah. Uh, we're going to close this week's show down on with coverage of the clash of the champions. That was the big event here in August Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That's right. I said Cedar Rapids, Iowa. It's going to host the town of the clash before we go down the card Arn, any fond memories or stories of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I always, I always get it mixed up with Sioux city, Iowa and okay. Sioux, Sioux city, South Dakota. I got uh-huh. those three. All there kind were, of, yeah. Yeah, there's one, whichever one it is, next door they have a cereal plant right oh. next door to the arena. Well, let's just say your favorite story from those three places, and then that'll cover that. So the cereal plant, tell us about it. Is it Cheerios? Well, you would, you would just peel up and it smelled like oatmeal, and it was oh. thick. <laughs> the air was thick. Which was a pleasant smell if you like oatmeal. Right. You know, but it was. If you're in the maple syrup and cinnamon, you were good. There was no getting around it, you know. Um, Those towns were kind of, you know, you could fly into them. They had airports, but you better not miss your flight because there wasn't a backup. (laughs) Right. And that's a hell of an Uber ride if you did. 
oh, there, there was no Uber at the time. Right. So it was, uh, I just remember it was kind of isolated. There wasn't much going on, but you could pull up, open the door and get your oatmeal fix. If that's the place, now it could have been one of the other two right. places. We got it. It's one of the three, but there was a place where Arn remembers the smell of oatmeal and it was thick. Yeah, that's what I take away from it. Okay. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, here to tell you a little bit about the nonstop savings happening over here at SaveWithConrad.com. Are high credit card balances holding you down on the card? If you're looking to give a guitar shot to your credit card debt or give your home the push it deserves with some upgrades and remodeling, you need to go to SaveWithConrad.com. That's right, SaveWithConrad.com. Conrad and his team are routinely helping my world listeners save five, six, seven, even $800 a month. Oh, did I mention you get to skip your next two house payments? Take a cue from the last outlaw, because if anybody knows how to get the bag, it's me. Strut on over to SaveWithConrad.com today and see how much money you can save for free. That's right. It's SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 32416, equal housing lender. SaveWithConrad.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Well, it takes place August 24th, 1994, 4,200 fans, all oatmeal lovers, apparently, at the Five Seasons Center, and uh, it's notable for a number of reasons. First, it's where the next chapter in the Hogan-Flair rivalry take place. At the beginning of the show, Hulk was conducting a stand-up interview with, let me tell you something, mean Gene, alongside Jimmy Hart, when a masked assailant hits Hulk in the knee with a steel pipe, and as the show continued, Hulk was put... Uh, and a beat-the-clock scenario with Commissioner Nick Bockwinkle stating that if Hulk would be stripped of the world championship, if he did not make it back to the arena in time for the main event. What do you think about this kind of a added stress factor and point of emphasis for this whole story here, Arn? He's, he's attacked. He's still got to defend the title. They're going to do beat-the-clock. He's hit with the pipe in the knee. Uh, what do you think? Do we need all that? Like, what it do you sounds think like Hogan had hate with Nick Bockwinkle. Maybe they should be wrestling. That would have been a true AWA dream match. I mean, that's like a, he went, turned completely heel, didn't he? Painted, yeah. painting them, painting all those steps on the fact that, you know, if he's hurt, he's hurt. Now he's going to lose to have to give up the title. And I don't know. Maybe, I mean, Hope's going to make it back to the building. So, you know, I don't know that it's really necessary for us to do all yeah, this. Yeah, you I might have wasted is. some of that stuff, maybe. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, for the hardcore WCW fans, 
Uh, we're, we're, we're getting rude sting match three years prior where sting was put up against the clock following an attack by Luger. There's a lot's going on here. This clash will also be the place where Ricky steamboat would wrestle one of his last matches before being forced into retirement from full-time wrestling. Arn, he would defeat Steve Austin in just over 16 minutes and he wins the United States championship. And during his match with Steve Austin, he suffers a career-ending back injury, but was able to finish the match on one of the most beloved baby faces. We've talked about him several times through this show. Right here, freak accident in the ring, similar to one that Rick Root suffered earlier in the year. Uh, Steamboat and Austin had worked together for months. They had amazing chemistry. I asked you the same question that I asked you about Root. How big of a loss was it to see Steamboat now exiting the company? He's an amazing baby face. And uh, now, major, major industry, and he's done. A loss for the industry as a whole. You mm-hmm. cannot replace Ricky Steamboat with anybody. I don't care. There is nobody that you can replace him with. He had it all. E- even the fact that they're bringing in Hogan and going to start pushing Hogan as a top baby face, I- great. You still need a, a, a Ricky Steamboat on your roster, babyface wise. Take Steamboat versus and write anybody down you want to beside him as an opponent, and he will make it work. He mm, was just that so good. good. He was as good as anybody's ever been. Well, our next, let's talk about the conclusion of the Hulk Flair angle. Hogan made it back from the hospital because we know, of course, he did in time to defend the title and was escorted to the ring by Jimmy Hart and Brother Brudeye. He and Flair wrestled 14 minutes before Sherry hit Hulk in the already injured knee with her high heel behind the referee's back, leading to a count out. The masked man returned to the ring and helped Flair beat down Hogan until Sting made the save. They cleared the ring. And in two weeks on, we're going to discuss Halloween Havoc and how it's revealed that the masked man was none other than Brother Brutai. That's right. But, Arn, there's been speculation. How's that for a twist? That you are the man under the mask. 30 years later, can you confirm that this was indeed you playing this part to help tell the story? Did they ask you to put on a mask and just, hey, you be the one to use the pipe on Hogan? It's going to end up being revealed as Brother Brutai, but can you do this? Was that the case that you can recall? Did they think that was me? Yeah, there's there's speculation out there in the dark interwebs that they asked you to put that mask on and hit him with the pipe until they could do the reveal later on that it was Brutus. Not in this instance. I believe it was Brutus. Well, they had Brutus that was there, and well, yeah, oh, he was yeah. ringside. He was supposed to be. Yes, they were. They were. They were trying to say at this event, at least, that it was you playing this role. But there was no plans for you to ever be the masked man, was there? That's what I really want to. Complain. No, no. And if I did it that night, that's another one of those things that I would have possibly thought about. Come on, and right. forgot by design. So I don't, I don't remember being that guy at that no. point. There was, you don't a, remember throwing a mask on your face. You would have for sure. There, there was another point and I'm not sure what time we haven't gotten to the black scorpion deal. Have we? Oh, we passed the black scorpion. It already happened. We did. We did the only voice and the whole thing. I, I was a black school. One of the black scorpions. Were at you? One point. Yeah. But okay. At this point in time, I don't know. I may have done it. I don't know. 
Yeah, I know. It's so long ago. I, uh, I hate to be disappointed. 2024, Arn. Come on. I, I hate to be disappointing, but. Uh, it's 30 years ago. It's okay. You're not disappointed. <laughs> long time ago. But listen, we saved the best for last, and that's talking about the story involving you. In a tag team match, Dusty and Dustin Rhodes defeat Terry Funk and Bunkhouse Buck by DQ when Double A arrived late to the match and interfered, hitting Dustin with the DDT. After the match, Dusty clears the ring with a wooden chair, and in a tribute to the Jim Crockett days, he broke the wooden chair over Ming's head, a la Big Bubba Rogers, back in 1986. Ming no-sold the chair shot and applied a nerve hold on Dusty, while the rest of the Sud Stable beat Dustin down. Eventually, WCW officials broke the altercation up. This effectively, Arn, sets up the next match, the war games the following month, which we're going to talk about next week. Uh, the throwback to the Bubba Rogers angle here, the human vegematic Ming taking on the John Wayne role here of the wrestling business. Y'all beating Dustin down all around. It's incredibly well done. Uh, what do you think as you hear this one back about how that all played out? I remember staying or not staying, but Ming's sunglasses didn't even sell that the chair That's shot. Right. That's they right. They didn't budge. They no. didn't move. No. He had the this, toughest sunglasses on the planet, too. It went very well. Great heat. Executed well. It sets it up nicely for uh, the war games. Overall, Clash of Champions, well-received, Arn. 6.7 overall rating. Think about that in today's terms. Whew. According to uh, yeah, according to Meltzer, 4.1 million households tuned into the event, beating the old record held by September 1990 Clash. Here we are in 94, featuring the Black Scorpion and Sting that drew 3.8 million viewers. This was the largest viewing audience for any match in modern NWA WCW history, drawing an 11.3 share. Uh, the events that beat this clash in ratings included Hogan, Roddy Piper from MTV uh, when they did that whole deal. Um, you had the uh, Wendy Richter Fabulous Mula show in 1984 on MTV, the Royal Rumble when they aired that in 1988 on USA, and then number four, Sting versus Flair from 1988, the very first Clash of the Champions. And then this one is, is right there behind that. So uh, two months in a row, Hulk Hogan proves to be a draw on pay-per-view and on television. There's just no doubt about it, my friend. Well, I mean, you got to go with the numbers. It's I'm looking like looking like they made a good choice at that point. Yeah, we had the benefit of hindsight some 30 years later, but it's pretty clear Hogan's made a big impact uh, as far as his impact, bringing him in, getting eyes on the product. Uh, as usual, we're going to close down the episode with a few questions, rapid fire from some of our listeners. Adam Krasinoff says, Sting had been the face of the company for years at this point, Arn. Hogan is now the WCW champion and the top good guy. Consequently, Sting kind of moves down to being that number two. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, still, I don't know about that. I don't know if he moved down. Maybe co-top baby faces. You still had your NWA, WCW fans that were Sting fans. Sting heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan was then and will always be Hulk Hogan. So that, that's up to speculation if, if he took a sidestep or a second place. Dylan uh, has a few questions about the Rhodes family. First, he wants to know what Arn thinks of the crossroads as Cody's finish. And uh, does Arn think that Dustin could have gotten over as the natural instead of gold dust in WWF? So 
Crossroads is Cody's finish. How do you like that finish? That's fine. Like it? Finishes are what we make them. Never forget, John Cena looked at me and went, Arn, it's just a fireman's carry. I said, yep, John, until it beats everybody, then what? It's a finish. Same thing, Crossroads. Same thing. Finishes are what we make them. I, I love it. And it's just like, that's why the DDT worked so well when it did back in the day. And then when you decide to make it a transitional move, then that's what it's going to be. So that's there right. you go. Correct. Uh, does Arn think that Dustin could have gotten over as the natural instead of gold dust in WWF? No, because he wouldn't have got pushed. Everything mm-hmm. was showbiz. And that time Vince made him showbiz character. It was, that's how he saw him. And Dustin they wouldn't Rose, have known how to handle the natural. Dustin Rose would not have, he didn't exist really. Bobby with our final question with Bischoff in charge at this point, were you seeing noticeably positive changes in WCW? Yeah. Yeah. Things were, things were picking up, Joe. You can't dispute that house and those numbers and the people watching at home. It was building. I mean, you can't build a company overnight startup company. It still was. So, I mean, it, it was positive. I could see positive things happening. Well, on talking about things that are positive that are happening, that's you and Brock, and you're on your world tour right now. As this drops on Saturday, you're in Dublin, Georgia, Emerald City Fight Night. For those in the area, uh, Brock's got a big match uh, this Saturday night as this drops, right? Yeah, one of the it's a veteran, John Schuyler, one of Brock's first matches. Uh, he, did, he didn't uh, turn out so well against John. John just had the advantage because of the experience. Go see my buddy Laser. He'll be there. Uh, Woo Woo is on the card. Matt Sack Cardona. Writer. Sack, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Cardona. So, sorry. He's, uh, oh, good. he's him now. Look forward to seeing all those guys. God knows who else is roaming around. So it's, uh, it's a good rep. It's a good little show for Brock to uh, – to get some more experience, and we're really looking forward to it. I want you to talk about next March 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's Richmond, Virginia. It's the Galaxy Con. It's Arn Anderson. It's Brock Anderson. Big time event for you guys in Richmond, Virginia. First time being there in that this scenario with me and Brock signing in Richmond. Richmond's a great wrestling town. Fantastic wrestling town. Uh, but these Galaxy Cons, man, they get thousands and thousands of people come through there in the three-day period. You know, I, I would venture to say uh, you pick up some fans that stop by just to see what, what you're all about. And uh, can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be a really, really good time. Three days in Richmond. And then finally, when I mentioned this week on the show, March 23rd, a place that you and Brock are really having a great time going to, and that's AML at West Davidson High School this time around in Lexington, Kentucky. March 23rd. Arn, do you know what you guys have going on down there on the 23rd of March? Uh, not sure yet, but it's uh, it's going to be one of our stops monthly, AML Wrestling. and. Uh, it's going to be West Davidson High School, Lexington, North Carolina. Can't wait. It's Lexington, North Carolina. I said Kentucky. It's in North Kakalaki. Yeah, North Carolina. Lexington, so North check Carolina. Check that out, guys. If you're in the North Carolina, Lexington, North Carolina area, make sure you check out Arn. Check out Brock. Support them. 
And uh, we appreciate all your support. And I would tell you this, if your business targets 25 to 54 year old men, there's no better place than to advertise right here with us on the Arn Show. You've heard us talk about some of the same companies for several years now, and you can do that with us as well, going to advertisewitharn.com and uh, and find out more about how you can advertise with the Arn Show. Arn and I will talk about your product, about uh, your service. So take advantage of this opportunity. We would love to put your product or service over. That's advertisewitharn.com right now and check it out. And then finally, I have to talk about it before we get out of here. Arn, all the rage is this right here, what's in my hands. And that's the comic book. Uh, we continue to hear great feedback on it. You and I spent, there were some people that bought special packages that got some virtual meet and greets with you. So we've spent some extra time tonight prior to recording meeting with them and they get 10 minutes with the enforcer. What a great time this has been and what great sales has been so far for your new comic book, man. Yeah. It's the one nobody ever thought they would see us. I got asked all the time, Hey, you're going to do another book. And I didn't want to do another book just to be an extension of a autobiography. I wanted to do something that would appeal to everybody. And apparently it's uh, getting some good reviews and I'm glad everybody's enjoying it. Check it out. Also, don't forget about our merch stores. You can uh, check it out. Go to Box of Gimmicks, the Horseman store, the Arn store. You can find this awesome Four Horsemen merch. And uh, and if you don't, if uh, Arn's going to be having it. He just had a shit ton of hats delivered uh, this week to his house. So he'll have them with him. And the book, if you check out him at all these signings and, and go by and say hi to him, and he'll have that merch for you there. Listen, this is going to wrap up August 1994. Dusty is back. Ming is unleashed, uh, and a masked man just pulled up and gave you the old Tanya Harding uh, to the world champion. Next week, it's September 1994. We have the fall brawl pay-per-view as the focal point. We're going to talk about Cactus Jack's last match. Kevin Sullivan, our good friend, he turns heel. And the press conference for Halloween Havoc and arguably the worst war games with both an Anderson and a Rhodes in it. Aren't you ready for that one next week? Worst? It's one of the worst with both an Anderson and a, and a, and a Rhodes in it. Yes. We're going to get into it next week, buddy. Now I'm scared. Ah, we'll have fun like we always do. And it's going to be a great time. We thank you all so much for your support on behalf of the enforcer, Arn Anderson. This is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on another episode of Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.